Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. And uh, amped up about it. We did them in, in February and March. So in the story of the classics, you say, what are classics? Well, they're Bible stories. They're just Bible stories. So you may hear a different perspective today, but it's all God's Word. Someone say, all God's Word. That's right. So glad you're here and able to join us in person and on the live stream. The title of today's message is, The Day God Was Amazed. The Day God Was Amazed. That sounds like a children's church title to really get the kids' attention, so I hope it grabs you. The Day God Was Amazed. Let's start in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. My favorite book because it's the best book of the Bible. I'm a little biased, but Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. Look at this. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer, it says in the Greek, a centurion, uh, someone who's maybe equivalent to a major in the army, possibly, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. He loved his servant. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. He didn't even hesitate. Didn't even hesitate. What do we got next? But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. <laughs> powerful. Powerful statement. One of the most powerful statements in Scripture, I believe. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Someone say amazed. Wouldn't you have liked to be the one that was written down for, out, for, for all of eternity as the one of the people who amazed God? He was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, you know, Jesus turned everything into a teachable moment. Did you ever no notice that about Jesus? So the guy amazed Jesus. He turned to those who were following him, and he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles, non-Jews, will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down in heaven, right, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for who the kingdom was prepared initially, right, will be thrown into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. My goodness. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, go back home because you believed it has happened. Someone say, because I have believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed when? That same hour. Wow, what a story. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes real quick. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this time together. Speak through me and flow through me, Holy Spirit. We've offered up incense and prayers and worship to you today. Now it's your turn to shine, God, that I would just be your simple messenger today. We thank you for your word and this time together. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So number one, the thing I liked about the Roman soldier the centurion the officer is that look at the first point up here we got we could take a lesson from this roman guy show up someone say show up me and noe years ago i think he's helping in children's church this morning noe and adrian um watch over our king's kids department and years ago noe and i were talking to a young man who had a lot of ups and downs with god but I remember we had both told him the same thing independently of each other, and that was, you can't win if you don't show up. How can you win the battle if you don't show up? 
People will tell you this, and it's a pack of lies. I'm going to tell you right now, and I can prove it to you scripturally. They say, I serve God from home. No, work, work is one thing. It is. Work is one thing. Pray for God to give you those Sundays off or Wednesdays off or whatever you're reaching for, time off to come to Bible study, whatever it is, connect groups. But I'm going to tell you right now, you cannot be a believer and just serve God from home. I believe the only way you can do that is if, you, if it was illegal to meet. Now, it wasn't illegal to meet during COVID. They tried to make it sound illegal, but those were mandates, okay? We kept meeting. We met in our parking lot, and then we came back inside the church. My Bible study kept meeting. We didn't, I mean, we took a little break, and we said, no way, we're going to keep going. But even in China, where it's illegal to meet, they have the underground church, millions of Chinese, and they serve God. They're your brothers and sisters. You may never meet them until you get to heaven, and they show up. They still show up. So don't let a virus keep you out of church. Don't let anything keep you out of church. Don't let fear keep you out of church because it sure didn't keep a lot of people out of Walmart. Didn't keep them out of the plumbing aisle at Home Depot. I saw a meme said, let's meet, let's meet in the, with the pipe fittings at Home Depot because you're allowed to go there, but you can't go to church. So I should have had a Bible study over there, see if the cops would have come. I thought of that. At one point, I was like, come arrest me, man. I'm in county or whatever, and they go, what are you in here for? I said, man, I went to church. Come on, man. We got to show up no matter what. Go to God. This Roman centurion showed up, and he went to talk to Jesus. This blows my mind. You got to meet with him. You got to meet, meet with Jesus. You got to meet with God every day in your alone time for an encounter, and you got to connect with him and other believers at church. Someone say connect. And you've already proven, and I've already proven, right, we can't do it by ourselves. You remember those seasons in your life where you said, I can do it on my own, I can do it by myself? How did that turn out? Come on, give me some adjectives. How did that turn out? Not great, rotten, it was miserable, it was terrible. I'm going to do this, I'm going to figure it out. No, someone said, years ago, said the definition of it, true insanity, being a little nutty, is trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Say, no, this time it'll be different, but I'm going to do the same thing. No, uh-uh, we got to show up. we got to go to God. we got to be there. Someone say, be there. Show up, man. This is good stuff. Show up, not because I came up with it, but because it's in the Word for a reason. Someone say, for a reason. Mm-hmm. Very important. The guy showed up, and he said, Lord, Lord, I need you. Look at this. Let's go to point two today. Tell him what you need. We were kids growing up in church. I think it was probably the first time I ever heard it. We used to sing it at church. Remember that, Dad? Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. Call him up. Mark may remember. We sang some funny stuff at church. Some, but, hey, it was, it was worship. It was all about Jesus, man. But that was, you know, in the late 70s, early 80s. There were cooler people back then, or maybe not. I don't know. We thought we were cool. Tell him what you need, man. So he showed up. The Roman centurion showed up, and then he told God what he needs. You know, people, people do this all the time. They say, God knows. Hmm, if that's true, we know, he, we know he knows, but should we leave it there? Well, go to Matthew 7, 7 in the New King James Version. Look at this. Matthew 7, verse 7. This is Jesus speaking. Someone say, this is Jesus. Uh huh. He said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. What does it say? No, God knows. Just, you know, you ain't even got to pray about it. Scripture says he knows about what we need before we ask. But you got to humble yourself and ask. You ever seen someone struggling? 
And you're thinking, man, all they have to do is ask for help. Once in a while, you try to help someone who's struggling, and they're dropping groceries and dropping all this. I've had people do this. Limping. They're, they're having a whole big crisis, and you try to help them. They go, no, I got it. Well, go ahead then. Drop your eggs and break them. God bless you. A couple times I've said, are you sure? And then it convinced them. They go, okay, yeah, you're right. I need help. Man, I'll hold you up. Come on, man. Two are better than one, Scripture says. Can you imagine, though, coming into, agree- into agreement with fellow believers and asking? Jesus said, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Wow, his word says to ask. Ask, and you shall receive. Tell him what you need and be specific. Tell him what you need and be specific. You know, I don't know if it's God's best for you to ask him for a Porsche. That remains to be seen, right? But God will always take care of your needs. I know that. He will give you enough to bless you and to bless the people around you. That has always been God's prime. One of his primary concerns after salvation is taking care of you. That's part of his covenant. I'm not making it up. Have you noticed that his covenant promises all kinds of things that we forget about? Many times we just say, well, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Yeah, but what do I do in the meantime, bro? Well, I'm struggling now. Heard a lady preacher years ago. She said, I don't need a pie in the sky. I need it now. I need help now. He seated us with heaven, in heavenly places, Scripture says in Ephesians 1, but our feet are still on terra firma here. They're still here on planet Earth. You're seated in heavenly places, praise God. You're on your way to heaven, but man, you want to have a good family life now by faith. You want to be blessed now by faith. You want to be able to give and receive now by faith. You want to be able to walk righteously now through God's grace and by faith. Right now, we need it now. He's a God of now. Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever. I can't just, let's give the Lord a clap on him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Praise God. Hebrews 13, 8. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Same God. Same story. Tell him what you need. Point two today. Number three, this is key. Someone say believe. Sometimes we tell him what we need. We show up, we tell him what we need, but then we go, man, I don't know. I love that verse. I I must quote it once a month. It's one of my life themes. But the man, when he told the Lord, Jesus said, do you believe? And he said, I believe, but Lord, help my unbelief. There's always a part of humanity, a part of human nature that says, man, I'm struggling with it. You ever struggle with it? Let me give you some great advice. This is from God's throne. This is from the word. If you can believe him for salvation... You can believe him for anything. If he can save you and save me, you say, man, I was a worse sinner than you. Or I tell someone else, man, I was way worse than you. I did way dumber stuff than you. I failed God worse than you. Mm-mm. Sin is sin. But whoever loves, whoever is forgiven much, they do love much, don't they? That's what scripture says. <clears throat> if he can forgive you and save you from hell, oh, man, bro and sis. He can do anything else for you that he's promised in the covenant. Somebody say, okay. All right, somebody say amen. Amen. So you've got to believe. In believing, I believe this, that you have a basic understanding of how God's kingdom works, whether you realize it or not. In believing, you unlock all of God's promises. Scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. We've all been there. Man, some of you worried this week. I did. But I always get back on track and say, God, I trust you. You're going to take care of it. 
God, I trust you're going to take care of it. And I meet with him every day in my quiet time with him in the one-year Bible I'm going through this year. And I tell him, Lord, I believe. Man, show me, show me more. Let's go to Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four. Mark D, that's the second best book in the Bible, mijo. All right, all right. He said it's okay. Said, I tell you, <laughs> he says, no, it's the best. I tell you, I love, I love the words of Jesus. Some of you have hard copy Bibles. You remember hard copies? All right, some of you got hard copies. Some of you had red letter edition. That's when Jesus is speaking. He says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. I love that translation. Scripture explains Scripture. So later in the epistles, Scripture talks about if we pray according to his will, he hears us. I'm not praying death on someone, Right? not praying awful things. We pray according to God's will. Yeah, I believe you can pray for God to deal with someone in his love and mercy. And I believe that when we pray for that, though, God goes, okay, I'm going to deal with them. You leave them to me, but I'm going to deal with you too because you prayed that prayer. And I don't mean it's because he's just trying to mess with you, but I believe in just praying and meeting with God and going through life and needing patience and going through the struggle, man. Some people say, man, life's tough. I know. And life is different levels of tough. It's tough for everybody in some way. But my dad, you know, dad went to war, so it's hard to go, it's tough. Dad's going, what? What do you mean it's tough? What do you mean, right? But everybody's life is tough to a point in different ways. And in the midst of the trial, you can say, Lord, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe. You want to amaze God? believe and if you believe you will have what you say let's put that verse up there again mark eleven twenty four. i want to see it again i want everybody to see this i tell you you can pray for anything and if you believe that you've received it it will be yours but you got to pray how many of you know that praying is talking to god you need to say it out loud not just in your head say it out loud Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's been times I said I believe before my mind was even engaged, and I didn't even know if I believed or not, but I'm like, by faith, I, I, okay, I'm just going to believe it. It's according to God's word. I believe this is God's best for us. We're just going to believe right now. Let's just believe. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. What? I want to slow down here for a moment. I'm hitting some points pretty quick today, and I want to slow down, and I want you to think through this. What are you believing God for right now? Think about it. Think about it. What are you believing God for right now? Then ask yourself this. Does it line up with God's will? Say, man, I need a new car. Sure. Man, I need a new home. We've been renting forever. It feels like 100 years. The landlord's crazy. They changed the rent on me four times. I need, a, I need a house with a fixed payment. I'm believing God for a, a new home. Okay. All right. Maybe that's you today. Some of you say, I'm believing God for, that he would restore this relationship. It seems impossible, man. My aunt, my uncle, my sister, my brother, my mom, dad, whoever, my best friend. Or you, maybe you got an ex and you're struggling through it with the kiddos. Say, man, I need God to restore so we can work this thing out. I tell you, Jesus said, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Powerful words from God in the flesh. Can you imagine that God came down from heaven 
in the form of a man. And somehow, he was all God, but he was all man. And he still had to overcome temptation. He still had to walk in faith. Did you know everything he did, all the miracles were done in faith? All the miracles he did were done in faith. And what, there were three types of faith that Jesus talked about. Does anybody remember? Little faith, no faith, and great faith. He was amazed by the centurion's great faith. He said, man, I haven't even seen any faith like this in Israel among God's people. Scripture says in John chapter 1, he came to his own and his own didn't even receive him. He messed with him because he was changing things up. See, he satisfied the Old Testament need for ceremonial law. Now we just have, we have what? We have moral law still. We still have moral law. We still have the wisdom of the Old Testament we need. But now he summed up the whole law in love God and love others. And let me get into something real quick before we get into our next point. You've got to walk in faith to be able to walk in love with people. I want to see a show of hands today. If someone stressed you out this week and you were just, you were frustrated, another human. <laughs> How many of you say, I stress myself out too? Go ahead, raise your hand. You can't put it all on your husband or wife or kids. God is a personal God. He said, I am your God, the Lord, your God. I think I, I, think I stressed myself out and my wife this past week a couple times. Bless your heart, baby. She's my lovely. She's got to put up with me. I'm a, I, I feel like I'm a great husband by faith. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good husband, I believe, in Jesus' name. But, you know, I'm, I'm wound a little tight sometimes. I am. You've got to walk in faith to be able to walk in love. Did you know faith? But then here's the other side of it. Scripture says faith works by love. Interesting how that works sometimes. Faith works by love. Faith without works is dead. So you need to walk in love, but your love works in tandem with your faith, and your faith works in tandem with your love. So be sure and talk to God today and say, Lord, work on my love walk. Help me, Lord. Help me to walk in love. Help me to forgive. And let me tell you something right now. I don't know why I'm getting into this. Someone needs to hear it. Number one, there's two things God's laying heavy on my heart right now. Number one, You've been praying and you've been faithful to God. It's on the way, I promise you. You've prayed according to his will. It is on the way. Shake the fear off. Shake the doubt. Shake the self-doubt. And remember what the Old Testament taught us. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. You can't do it on your own anyway. We're all very willful and independent in many ways. We forget sometimes. We simply have to ask God and believe. And another thing. So you're waiting on something. I believe it's on the way. It's coming now. You've prayed according to God's will. It's coming now. And number two, activate that faith. And somebody in here, I don't know who you are. I don't know if it's male or female, but I feel this by the Spirit of God. You need to forgive someone. You know who you are. You know who you are. You need to forgive someone. Boy, talk about y'all won the quiet game, all of y'all, all at once. Thank you for taking that seriously, though. You need to forgive someone. Scripture says if you don't forgive, then God cannot forgive you. You know how he dealt with me about believing and forgiving years ago? God reminded me of his word. Blessed be his name. He reminded me of his word. And I was like, Lord, is that you? Yeah, it's me. It's my word, right? Pray for those who hurt you and use you. 
they mistreat you. You got to pray for them. Did you know some of the, that is one of the best ways to forgive someone and start praying a blessing over them? I don't know why it works that way, but that's the hand of God, and that's one of the mysteries of Scripture. You start praying for someone, because you can't cuss at them and pray for them at the same time, can you? Mm -mm. I mean, unless you're tripped out on something, but I don't think so. No, you pray for them. You know what? That was, that was a special moment. Let's bow our heads right now, and I want everybody to pray for someone that they need to forgive or that they've had a hard time with. Go ahead. Just whisper to the Lord. You can whisper their name, or you can say, Lord, you know my situation. I forgive him. I forgive her. Just, just, just for a moment. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I have one more point after this. Right after this, that's okay. Right after this prayer time, we can turn the lights back on, and we'll, we'll finish up. Thank you for being attentive, attentive and taking initiative. But right now, right where you are, everybody in the house, everybody helping all over this place, close your eyes and say, Lord, I forgive. Go ahead. Talk to the Lord right now. Lord, I forgive. Say, I forgive them. You don't got to talk about it, but Lord, they did this. And Lord, do you, do you understand or you don't understand? Or man, no one's had it as bad as me. No, forgive right now. Go ahead. It's an act of your will. It is a decision. You want to block the blessing? You want to keep God unamazed by your faith? Then don't forgive. This was not part of it today, but I thank the Holy Spirit because it's part of it for somebody. It's a great reminder for me to walk in forgiveness. Just forgive them right now. Just take a moment. Say, Lord, I forgive them. I forgive him. I forgive her. You can whisper their name. Tell, tell the Lord. Tell the Lord. We forgive God. If, there, if I have anything against anyone right now, God, I lift it up to you, and I, I offer it to you, and I apologize, Lord, because you've forgiven me of everything. Everything I've ever done as a sin was personal to you, so forgive me for not forgiving. Forgive your people and cleanse us. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will hear their land. We as believers, it is a wicked thing to try and not forgive people. I'm not trying to condemn you today, but that's not who you are. You're better than that as a believer. You're called to forgive. You are a believer. You are forgiven. Now it's time to forgive. Do it as an act of your will, your decision-making ability. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen and amen. As the lights come back on, thank you. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Well done. Well done. It's perfect that you turned the lights off. I just didn't want every, anyone to think we were done. I have one more. One more. So after you've showed up, someone say show up. After you've told him what you need, say tell him what you need. After you believe, say I better believe. Yeah, you're a believer, so, I mean, to call you a believer, that means you have to believe. And number four, look at this, praise God for the answer. I did not see the centurion do that, but I'm sure he went home and praised God. I'm sure the whole household rejoiced when the servant was healed, the beloved servant. Praise God for the answer. Go to John 16, 24. I love this. John 16, 24. Jesus said, and this was, he's talking to his disciples, this was something new. Just like the new commandment to love one another, he said, you haven't done this before. Now it's time. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. That centurion showed up. He knew who Jesus was. I'm sure he used his name. He knew exactly where to find him, how to find him. He had intel on him, and he said, please, Lord, you've got to heal my servant. 
I guarantee they had great joy. So you need to praise God for the answer. Ask, Jesus said, using my name, and you will receive, just like Matthew 7, 7 earlier, and you will have abundant joy. One translation says, so that your joy may be full. How many want their joy to be full? I do. Oh, man, we need some joy in this life. When you receive, man, be joyful and full of gratitude and thanks. God wants to answer your prayers, and you need to learn that and remember it. God wants to answer your prayers. He's not some old man in heaven that's hell-bent on destroying you, coming against you. God's not mad at you. Who needs to hear this, man? God is not mad at you. He's not mad at you. If you've told him you're sorry, it's time to move on. Something so important is knowing how much you mean to God. You have found favor with him. Why? Say, my actions. No, our actions weren't enough. Our, all of our works were his filthy righteousness. I mean, filthy rags. The, our, our human righteousness. That's kind of a weird misspeak, but yeah, it was filthy righteousness. Put that on Instagram. Post that up, right? Filthy righteousness. Is righteousness apart from God? The only way you can be right with God is through Jesus, and you've got to remember that. So praise God for the answer and praise him constantly that you are right with him. Some of us, we've we got to remember that at one time we had to accept Jesus. We weren't always saved. It's been a long time. You may not remember, but man, wow. Can you imagine a clean slate? He doesn't cover your sin. He takes it away. Oh, man, that is all you. That's all me now. That is the promise all for you and all for me. So show up. Tell him what you need, believe, and then praise God for the answer. Right where you're sitting, I want you to go ahead and raise your hands, and let's praise him for the answer. We're about to close out. Just a moment. Praise him for the answer. Thank you, Father, that you've answered our prayers. I mentioned a while ago by, by the Holy Spirit, I believe, that folks in here are going to receive answers to prayer. You said, man, that's general. Yeah, but we need to be reminded of it because sometimes we pray and you go, where, where is it, God? Well, he's answered your prayers before and he's taking care of it now. Just believe right now. In Jesus' name, we believe and we thank you. and We give you glory. We praise you for the answer, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Go ahead, bow your heads and close your eyes. Thank you so much. I don't know who needs this, but this is the first point of my altar call today. If there is someone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, if I died, I don't know if I would go to heaven. Maybe you've accepted Jesus before, but your faith just wasn't there. You're like, did God save me? Or maybe you've never done it before. Sometimes it takes a few times for people, for it to stick, for people to believe that God could save someone like me. Well, if he saved me, he can save you. Is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, if I die today, I, I don't know where I'd go. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Would you raise your hand, please? God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for what you're doing right now. This is such a big, amazing, humble step. Everyone in this house, repeat this prayer with me. And those on the live stream, say, Heavenly Father, apart from you, I'm a sinner. Say, I need your mercy your forgiveness. Please forgive me, God. I'm so sorry. I can't do it without you. I cannot save myself. Save me, Lord. Say, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, and I believe he died and rose again for me. I thank you, God, for your forgiveness, and that now I'm your child. 
by faith. I believe in Jesus' name. Go ahead and stand to your feet if you would. I'm going to pray another blessing over you. Raise your hands today if you would, please. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the powerful, resonant presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. I could just, I could just feel your Holy Spirit resonating through this place today. You're so pleased with the worship, but God, you're so pleased with the humble hearts. Not just on stage, but God, those in the crowd worshiping, loving you, reaching out for you, crying out to you, God. And I thank you that today you've spoken to all of us, God. We will show up. We'll tell you what we need. We'll believe and we will praise you for the answer, God. We'll praise you for the answer even before we see it. So that's twofold. We'll praise you and thank you before we receive it, and we'll praise you and thank you and worship you after we receive it. I thank you for your people and the humble hearts in this house today. I thank you that your word, I believe, has fallen on good ground, according to what Jesus said. In Jesus' name, someone said, Amen. Let's get